This is the morning brief from the Economic Times. The word activism appeared first in the early 1900s. It comes from the German word activismus, which means a practice or a doctrine. While political or social activism is routinely played out in a country signaling a protest of sorts there is a different kind of activism becoming increasingly common in corporate india that of shareholder activism my dear share owners ladies and gentlemen good afternoon it is 2 pm and time to start the meeting i welcome all of you to the 44th annual general meeting of the company they recognize that look it's not their money they're managing money on behalf of others that is amit tandon managing director of iias which is a short form of institutional investor advisory services telling me that india inks promoters board members and the top brass need to be held accountable for every decision of this IIAS is a proxy advisory firm whose job is to advise institutional investors or shareholders of a company on how a particular decision of the board or promoter will impact their interests and whether they should vote for or against that proposal Lately the voices of shareholders are getting louder as they question more decisions of a company in which they have invested The rise in shareholder activism will be the focus of our discussion today. Well, just a month after it sought to oust Puneet Goenka as the CEO of Z Entertainment, Invesco has written an open letter. It holds 18% in Z Entertainment and is the largest shareholder in the company. It's called for an extraordinary general meeting to replace Puneet Goenka as CEO through a shareholders vote. Yesterday Maruti investors saw red over Suzuki's plans to set up a 100% subsidiary in Gujarat. I'm Devina Sengupta and you're listening to the Morning Brief. Amit detailed out the regulatory changes that led to a burst of shareholder activism in India Inc. If you go back 4-5-6 uh, years and you look at what has happened today, there have been a couple of regulatory changes but the one I would like to put my finger on is the fact that all the regulators, be it SEBI which regulates the mutual funds, be it IRDA which regulates the insurance companies and be it PFRDA which regulates the pension funds have rolled out what are called stewardship codes stewardship code is basically an acknowledgement of the fact that as fund managers it's not your money you're responsible for you're responsible for the money of your unit holders or your policy holders and therefore you need to act responsibly what it entails is you monitor these investee companies establish clear guidelines on when and how you will escalate your engagement with companies you should be willing to act collectively with other investors where appropriate and have clear policy on voting and disclosure of these voting activities so therefore that is a big change but before we go deeper let me define certain nomenclatures that you will hear throughout the episode Number 1 institutional investors 
who are they well they are companies or a group of people that invest in money on behalf of clients or members hedge funds mutual funds banks pension funds insurance companies are examples of institutional investors number 2 retail investors now who are they well they are individuals who generally invest smaller amounts than larger institutional investors okay now so back to our discussion with amit who recounts an incident in automaker maruti in 2014 as one of the most prominent cases of shareholder activism look at what had happened with maruti when maruti decided that the new plant in gujarat would be set up by its parent entity suzuki not maruti at that time we had raised an issue that look, we don't believe it's the right way to go the investors were worried that Japanese Suzuki would sell the cars at higher price to Indian Maruti Suzuki and this made the minority shareholders very upset however the company decided to engage with the shareholders then ramroll their decision while the company still went ahead with that decision what they did was they actually went out they had extensive meetings with investors they kind of spoke to them about what they were planning to do understood what the concerns which the various investors had on on that basis they kind of came up with an agreement which was signed between suzuki and maruti uh, which took into account a lot of the issues which the investors had raised but why do we not see shareholder disagreement in larger firms is the jugular of the larger behemoths out of reach for uh retail and institutional shareholders amit disagrees at the end of the day you have to look at you know what is the substantive issue and then put out your recommendations on the basis of that issue rather than in terms of whether it's a large company small company uh financial institution manufacturing company the other thing you need to remember is that look even when we've made a recommendation let's and since we've kind of asked institutions to vote against a resolution the final call is that of the institution um, they have to decide whether they're going to it's non binding advice which we are giving and their considerations may be somewhat different from how we've approached the issue he highlighted cases this year which he calls more high profile than the previous years they include aisha motors where shareholders this august voted down Siddharth Lal's reappointment as managing director it was reported that the shareholders were against a proposal to hike Lal's salary as it outpaced the revenue and profit growth clocked by the firm last year amidst the pandemic shareholders of Aisha Motors have rejected the proposal for Siddharth Lal's reappointment as managing director now the shareholders cite a 10% pay hike proposal for Lal as a result for the down vote especially at a time when the company's median hike is at 1% and net profit is down 8% in the last 3 years another one is when former controller and auditor general of india vinod rai failed to secure a place on the board of IDFC limited as majority of the shareholders refused to give their nods then towards the end of september pune based kinetic engineering limited's shareholders rejected the company's proposal to increase managing director ajinkya a firodia's remuneration investors also are increasing 
or are not making that fine distinction between a large, small, etc. They're looking at companies and uh, taking a call. The two rules that gave teeth to the shareholders was digital voting, which homogenized the whole voting process. No longer were votes left out in postal ballots during the annual general meetings or AGM season, which typically happens from July to September. And of course, there was another change by the regulator this year. The regulator in this case is Security Exchanges Board of India or SEBI. They introduced the concept of majority of minority, which meant that as a controlling shareholder or as an interested person, I could not uh, vote on a resolution. Now, this was primarily with, with regard to related party transactions. I do believe that, look, uh, getting the promoter to vote on their own salary is something which should go through a majority of minority. SEPI's kind of picked up the thread on this one. And from January 1st, they, they've said that, look, appointment of independent directors will need a super majority. By that, I mean, they're saying that 75% of the vote will have to be for rather than 50% of the vote for. Data shows the big jump in shareholders' red flagging proposals of companies. We track the voting data to some extent. And if you see the number of resolutions that have been voted against in the year 2017, for example, when we last did it, there were about 20 resolutions that were voted against. I would think this year it would be upward of even 50 resolutions that were that will be voted against. But the in- increasing voting against by institutional investors is sort of a significant Factor. That was Shriram Subramanian, founder and managing director of India's first proxy advisory firm, InGovern Research, crunching some numbers to show the increasing power of shareholders in India Inc. In fact, InGovern had red flagged the issue of corporate governance in Media Behemoth Z. It led to one of the biggest boardroom battles with institutional investors, including the largest one in Vesco, seeking the ouster of CEO Puneet Goenka. The Z board, which is the current board, has rejected Invesco's PGM requisition, saying it is illegal and invalid. It is not compliant with company law, takeover regulations, competition law, and many other provisions in law, says the Z board. That matter is now in court. Shiram was talking to me and my colleague Pawan Burugula, who reports on the latest trends in the stock markets. Pawan, in fact, made a fine point on how it is foreign investors who are way more aggressive during the voting season. If we go through the data of the voting results in the recent past, we would see a clear divide. I mean, in most of the high-profile cases where the resolutions were voted against, they had significant foreign shareholding. For instance, you know, if you consider the example of Aishar, in Aishar Motors, the public institutions and the retail investors put together hold 51%. Of this 51%, 30% is owned by FPIs. Foreign institutions tend to be slightly aggressive when it uh, comes to voting. Pavan cited this incident in 2018 when Deepak Parikh, a doyen of financial services industry and one of the longest serving chairman of HDFC, 
did not receive unanimous approval for an extension. When HDFC wanted to give an extension to Deepak Parekh, there were these two foreign proxy advisory firms who had taken a, a view that the resolution had to be voted against, given the age considerations and all. So, in result, what happened was a lot of foreign institutions voted against that resolution. Well, almost a quarter of the votes went against Parikh. Almost a quarter of HDFC Limited's shareholders voted against a resolution seeking the continuation of Deepak Parikh as a director on uh, the board of HDFC Limited. Uh, this came through after a shareholder meeting uh, where 22% uh, voted against Parikh's reappointment. Okay, so that is the power of foreign institutions. But uh, what about retail investors? How strong are they? Retail investors tend to be more pro-management when it comes to voting. I mean, uh, the two or three biggest examples of the recent past are Aishar Motors and Hero Motocorp, maybe. In both these resolutions, uh, the less than 1% of the retail vote went against the resolutions. You know, especially if the companies are legacy businesses like Aishar Motors, like Tata Motors, retail investors tend to be partial towards management. On the other hand, there are about 1.5 crore retail investors entering the markets. But Shriram doesn't expect them to be in arms yet. These investors are fairly new to the market. Uh, they are not evolved to the extent of uh, looking into corporate governance because they are not uh, they have not yet held the stocks for multi years and don't don't know the impact of any of these corporate governance matters. As of now, they are only playing in the stock market and their uh, bullish outlook. But isn't there also an upmanship between the proxy firms to outdo one another? And there's a competition between them also, right? In the last few months, we are seeing. One proxy advisory firm advises against the resolution while the other, you know, advises for the resolution. So, in such scenarios, institutional investors anyway have a luxury of taking an informed call. But retail investors who are, you know, reading this uh, or knowing about these things through, through media, through social media outlets... They will be sort of confused because they wouldn't know what which way is the right one to go for. Compared to India, shareholder activism in US is 40 to 50 years old. And firms there are less promoter-driven and more professionally managed. Lawsuits and boardroom battles are dime a dozen abroad. However, despite a kinship developed between shareholders and promoters in India, Shiram says the question towards the boards are going to increase. Shareholder activism is on the rise. Even if experts say this phenomenon is in a nascent stage, a host of factors may have given rise to it. There have been a number of instances where shareholders have challenged promoters and management. It's going to increase as companies become more professionally managed. Family disputes are going to be uh, sort of happening. As companies also become bigger and raise more capital, the promoter shareholding will start coming down and that will lead to more uh, strife between investors and the promoters. And times are changing with investors applying non-financial factors as part of their analysis process. 
to identify material risks and growth opportunities. So it's not about numbers anymore for these investors. They are including factors which are commonly called ESG parameters. ESG stands for Environment, Social and Governance Aspects. Globally, institutional investors are looking at it. In India also, increasingly, companies are started to adopt ESG parameters and investors are also digging deep into corporate elements. Corporate India's power dynamics are changing, but proxy advisors like Amit are quick to point out that this is not a war between promoters and shareholders. It is a quest for what he calls the wiggle room. We've looked at about 53,000 resolutions and there would be, you know, a, a handful where we've recommended against. I would say our tally would be about less than 2 or 3%. So you're talking about 52,000 resolutions, 3%. It's not a large number. As a firm, we recognize that, look, investors, if, you know, if they're hostile to companies, for the sake of being hostile, there's not much, much of a future for them. Now, it can't be perfect. There will be some things which work, some things which don't. You can't price these to perfection. So there is wiggle room which we have when we are looking at some of these things. So if it's considerable undervaluation, we will vote against. But if it's broadly in line, we go ahead and support the transaction. The wiggle word may sound innocuous, but has the force to upturn the fate of the company. So next time when you attend an AGM, note that your eyes and the nays matter. Your voice cannot be drowned out and your one click on the e-voting machine may have a larger impact on the stocks than you think. I'm Devina Sengupta and you've been listening to The Morning Brief. This episode was edited by Anjali Venugopalan. The episode was produced by Saundarya Jayachandran. Sound editing was done by Swati Joshi. The Morning Brief airs every Tuesday, Thursday and Friday. Write in with your feedback at themorningbrief at timesgroup.com. And if you like the episode, do share it on your social media handles. We will really appreciate it. Thank you for listening and have a great day ahead. All sound clips used in the episode belong to their respective owners. Details are mentioned in the description.